working out like that. All right, welcome back to the Advanced Advertising Pavilion here in the North Hall. We are about to dig into a fantastic session about artificial intelligence. And we have here two experts who are really disrupting marketing and advertising by using AI. So um, let's give a big hand for Ed Foreman from IBM and Dan Malin from Equals 3. Thank you guys. Thanks for coming. Uh, Ed Foreman, I'm a partner at IBM. I'm really excited to talk to you today and Dan, my colleague and, and co-founder of Equals 3. Equals 3 is a great partner of IBM, so it's great to work with Dan and to be here and do this. So we're going to get going and uh, we're going to talk about AI. And at IBM, we like to talk about augmented intelligence, not artificial intelligence. All right, so we're going to turn that a little bit on, right, and talk about what that means. But we do believe that it's the wave of the future, and it's going to change how we do marketing and advertising. So um, I thought we'd start and set some context, right, some context around uh, the space and some context around what we're hearing. Closer? Okay. What we're hearing when we go out and talk to our clients, okay? And what we're hearing are things like we need to accelerate transformation. We just can't go fast enough, right? We need to do more with data. We are looking for solutions that connect, right? Because everything we have right now is disconnected. The CMO, the CIO, the COO are coming together, and they're saying our constituency base, our customers, they're demanding more personalized experiences, and we just can't serve those up to them fast enough, right? How do we do that? And then the big one is data. We're dying of thirst in an ocean of data. How do we, how do we handle this, all right? Next slide. Gartner Group uh, kind of confirms this, right? When they talk about 90% of the world's data was created in the last two years. That's staggering when you think about it. 80% of the world's data today is unstructured. How do you get to insights in that unstructured information? You know, how do you, how do you deal with that? And then that, lastly, one trillion, something happened to my slide, um, but the data is accelerating, accelerating up to 2.2 quintillion bytes every day, right? So it's just becoming bigger and bigger. Okay, so you guys have probably seen this before, Astro Teller's graph, have you seen this before around the rate of change and how technology is accelerating? Uh, this is featured in a book called, called um, Thank You for Being Late by Thomas Friedman, a very interesting book, talks about Moore's Law as well. And what this shows that technology just crossed over and the rate of change of technology is accelerating more than the human adaptability, our ability to leverage it and use it, right? But what this means is that we have opportunity. Right? We have opportunity, and this is the space that we think augmented intelligence can really help with. It can help humans understand and process these mounds and mounds of information and squeeze insight out of this information faster than we ever have. Okay, and we're gonna talk about what that means to applying that to marketing and advertising and how that can inform more personalized executions. But that green space is our opportunity. That's our opportunity space. Okay, and if you think about when it crossed over, it was probably 2006, 2007. What happened in that period of time? Facebook launched, Twitter launched, uh, the Android device was created. In 2006, we had one billion users on the internet, right? Those are the types of things that just caused the acceleration of technology. So next slide. Like I say, we believe that augmented intelligence is the way to kind of fill in that green space, to kind of match up with that rate of change and to be able to run with it. And underneath artificial intelligence, is enhanced cognition or cognitive platform. A platform that can understand, can reason, and can learn faster than we've been able to do in the past, right? So, 
cognitive systems are fundamentally different. We talk about understanding differently. We're talking about understanding all of that unstructured data. It's text. It's pictures. It's understanding all of the user-generated content. It could be a blog post that I put on LinkedIn, right? And an API goes and grabs that and starts processing things about me and deriving personality insights. That's what we mean by unstructured data. Reasoning with that data, organizing that data and determining what it means and helping us arrive at natural conclusions around that data and helping us do it at rapid pace. Learning, machine learning aspect of augmented intelligence, which is it just gets smarter and smarter as it consumes more information over time. It self-tunes and gets better and better. Okay, and then lastly, the ability to interact. The ability to hear a natural language conversation, process that natural language conversation, and have a conversation back with you. So natural language processing is a big piece of that. Augmented intelligence doesn't replace human intelligence, it enhances human intelligence. It's a complement to human intelligence. So, you know, humans, we're great at things like uh, solving dilemmas and thinking big and dreaming and we have morals and we have common sense and we can have compassion, but sometimes we forget things. Sometimes we can't process things fast enough and we get hit with too much information. That's where cognitive systems come in and that's where they help us. They help us with pattern identification, they help us with natural language processing, they help us learn, and they have an endless capacity, endless capacity to keep learning and to not forget, okay? So we thought we'd take a journey, a 60-second journey, and just show you an example, multiple examples in here actually, of what we mean by a cognitive system that's driving augmented intelligence. Obviously, we love Watson. We're going to talk about Watson. <laughs> it's one of the AI uh, tools out there. Dan's going to show you in a few minutes a, a great example of how Watson has been used in a marketing context for a marketer's workbench to drive planning and execution of marketing execution and advertising um, executions. Our CEO, uh, Jenny, um, made this statement, in the future, every decision mankind makes is going to be informed by a cognitive system and our lives are going to be better for it. She also predicted last year that by the end of 2018, there'll be 1 billion users that are leveraging Watson. Okay, that's helping us in our daily lives. So that's, that's quite a statement. You may not know you're using it, but he may be working behind the scenes to help you with things like guided shopping experiences and to help you make better decisions in your, in your daily lives. So the marketing space, let's drill down into that. And, and I talk about what that means for marketing and advertising, how AI can help that. Um, we're seeing these four big areas, 
right, where AI is really playing big. The first one, and this is where Dan's going to focus a lot, is cognitive consumer research profiles and segmentation. You know, being able to know that I'm more than a guy that, that's married with two kids that lives in Dallas, being able to learn a lot more about me in terms of what I do socially, being able to process information about me that's unstructured, understand what those drivers are behind my personality, and kind of dial in and personalize interactions. We're doing that on websites, we're doing that in mobile apps, we're doing that in chatbots, right? Chatbots is the second one, which is just a lot of traction around guided shopping experiences with chatbots. Could be in a website, could be on a mobile device, could be on a spoken word, right, over the telephone, but guided experiences around what you might like and what you're going to go do. If you have a chance, go check, go check out Watson on the North Face site. If you're going on an expedition or a fishing trip or a hiking trip, go see how Watson can help you get equipped for that trip. Um, optimize media, execution, and spin. The ability to look up and across the all-channel worlds that we live in and understand patterns of engagement that consumers are engaging with and understand those correlations that lead to a purchase or a conversion and being able to optimize media around all of those interactions. Extremely important. And then trends for localized planning and execution. You saw the weather example, right? Also using hyper-local data and triangulate, tri triangulating that through geofencing right, to understand how to deal with people and events and where they're moving around and how to match up with them in their daily lives. So just a few areas where AI is kind of helping the marketing uh, context. <laughs> and it's an API economy, right? Underneath all this is, is the Watson APIs, right? And they're configured to do what you need it to do. They can process these diverse volumes of data, right? They can also integrate new sources of information. They can help you recognize patterns, right? And they can provide you context that go way beyond just a transaction, right? Context about people's behaviors and people's drivers of behaviors and their attitudes. So um, I did a little test on myself, <clears throat> okay? This is, um, I, I, I cracked open the Personality Insights API, the one API, and I fed it a blog that I had written a year or so ago, and I fed it, I fed it all of my tweets, right? And what Watson did is he came back and he gave me 48 personality profile attributes on a scale to zero to 100, okay? There's things in here like, I'm active, 99%. Great. I challenge authority, 93%. Great. Um, there's other things in here like um, conservation, 5%. I got to work on that. <laughs> there's things like orderliness in here, 26%. You know, my wife would say, look at my garage. That's true. Anyway, the bottom line is, is this thing nailed me in terms of who I am. This is a marketer's dream to be able to get your hands on these types of personality profiles and drive targeted advertising, drive targeted campaigns, drive audience marketing using this type of intelligence. Okay. So I'm going to hand this over to Dan in just a second. Um, great partnership with Equals 3. Um, they were just nominated for an Ad Age Award of uh, marketing AI companies to watch. That happened late last week, so congratulations. I'm sure you'll talk about that. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, they have taken what we've done with Watson, and they have extended it beyond what we did with it using some of these APIs within the marketing context. They built a marketing dashboard that was built by marketers for marketing. And he's going to show it to you in a second. This is a Watson customer engagement platform. We talk about a marketing and advertising ecosystem. This is how IBM frames that, and we talk about it. And what you can see, this is everywhere where Lucy is. Lucy is equals three product. Think of it as the big sister or little sister to Watson, 
right? This is the marketing dashboard. And you can see all the places where, where Lucy is contributing to the, to the IBM uh, customer engagement ecosystem. Uh, campaign, marketing, real-time personalization, data, and of course all the cognitive services across the bottom. So last slide for me, <clears throat> Lucy built for marketing by marketers. It's an end-to-end -end cognitive platform that uses augmented intelligence for marketing research, for audience segmentation, media mix modeling, and it leverages the IBM Watson Foundation. Wonderful. Thank you, Ed. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Lucy. First of all, this augmented in, uh, intelligence versus uh, artificial intelligence uh, equals three. That's exactly what we what it stands for. Uh, we, we, you know, our tools plus the marketer is better than our our tool alone or the marketer alone. And so, um, and Lucy actually is the uh, daughter of Thomas Watson, Lucinda. So. Uh, that, that's for real. Um, uh, so we're, what we've created is a cognitive companion uh, for marketing professionals, you know, Fortune 1000, CMOs, and the agencies that serve them. Uh, it's built on top of this foundation of Watson. So those APIs, there's a dozen of those APIs that are included uh, inside what we do uh, every day uh, with Lucy. Uh, we focus on you know kind of different uh, use cases. So brand managers, account managers, marketing directors, media planners, product managers. Again, these people inside both the agencies and the brands or companies have a, a tool set where they can share and use access. And we focus on three functions, um, research, segmentation, and planning. And uh, so... One of one of the uh, world's largest media agencies uh, was our test case, and they found them their their capabilities to do seven times more planning, or and a reduce the outside research costs by seventy five percent. So, uh, pretty uh, pretty decent numbers, and certainly ROI. And they're they're continuing to expand their use. And amongst the, uh, both agencies and brands were being uh, adopted quickly. Um, I was prepared to do a live demo here. Um, it turns out it's not going to work. So we, we're doing screenshotted demo, which is a little bit uh, deflating in what I'm trying to show you. Because I can ask a question like, uh, what is the latest information on self-driving cars? And uh, through that, find... Uh, again, this is an e-marketer article, and the idea is all of the data, you know, the, the video showed these people or individuals who are reading millions and hundreds of thousands of documents overnight or day have access to it. If you think about inside a brand and their agency, how much data do we have? There's data everywhere. There's data that we collect. There's data that are in different systems. There's the email marketing system, there's the website system, there's the CRM system, there's the ERP system, there's data in, that you buy, that you license. You have Kantar data, advertising marketing data, e-marketer data, Statista, I mean, just all these sources. And what we have the ability to do is ask questions. So uh, here's, uh, you know, give me some business statistics on Tesla. And here, again, pulling into this query, and this is not searching the internet. It's searching your data and the millions of documents. I can come up 
uh, with the you know with the example of here is, here are some statistics uh, about it. And I you know it's, it's great except you can't you don't have a prayer of reading it. Key, you know how much they make, uh, what's their domestic market, who their competitors are. Let's click again. If I ask for a SWOT analysis of Tesla comes up with the and the difference between this and search is we're coming up with answers not documents to read and that's very different this this answer is from a 46 page pdf this is page 19 of the 46 page pdf but i asked for a swot analysis of tesla and i received the swot analysis of tesla as opposed to here 40 documents or 400 documents or 400,000 documents for you to read to determine which one has the answer you're looking for. Now at the same time it's searching all of the sources and uh, it would you might have a series of answers from different sources to help you provide your the overall set of content. Uh, here's you know who benefits from driving an electronic vehicle again the other thing that we can do is because this is a cognitive system each step of the way you can rate how good or bad the answer is is it relevant yes or no if it's relevant how relevant is it on a scale of one to four and that's how lucy continues to learn and adapt and, and use that additionally i can save each of these elements into a project Right, so I'm working on a project on a topic, so I save it into a project. When I'm done with the project, or I'm done with my research for that, there's a, go into the project and I export to PowerPoint, and it puts all of these content components each on a slide, and it's, it's I don't want to say it's presentation ready, but it's hours of savings and getting you to a place where you can make a presentation. Uh, if I ask a question, same search bar, what I've been searching so far was all what we would call unstructured data, data that's not in a database. And when people are talking about big data, in general, big data means structured data, Use, leveraging all the structured data. So we've been leveraging unstructured data. Now I ask, what did uh, BMW spend by month in 2016? Interesting, I said spend. They, but the, Lucy didn't come back with how much their expenses were. Came back with their advertising spend. Because Lucy understands the context of what I'm doing and what I'm working in. And she understands marketing. And so here's the chart of, uh, well, <laughs> we just changed questions. But the chart of spend, now it's spend by, by media type by month in 2016. This is all Kantar data. Again, data people are licensing and buying for use. Lucy's making these queries live and then converting the data into the chart on the fly. Um, if I do one more query, uh, this is who, who is the who's the competition for BMW? Again, pulling it out of, uh, this is, I believe, coming out of Kantar also. Um, and again, live data, live charting. We can use data that we import and we can use data that's through an API or it doesn't have to move to uh, gain access to uh, the types of things you can do. Uh, and so far, we're still just in research on what Lucy's doing. Um, this is an interesting chart, which is a comparison of brands, BMW, Audi, and I don't know who the third one is, uh, Mercedes, Jaguar. So four brands. What do they spend? What's cool about this chart, if you're using the Kantar tool, you can't get this chart. 
Now, you, if you have the Kantar data, you can use any tool you want against it. But Kantar's tool alone, you'd have to just do four queries and then compile them yourself. So again, we're doing uh, value adds on top of the data that you have, the own, you license, and already paying for. Um, let's just actually that the last one was it was interesting. I, I, I flew by it, but it says how many monthly visitors went to BMW.com, right? And uh, and Lucy knows that there's this product called SimilarWeb, again that we license, but SimilarWeb goes out and can give me the traffic on any website. If I ask that same question about my company, Lucy also knows that that's not what I would go to SimilarWeb for, and I would go to my analytics package, Google Analytics or whatever I'm using. So Lucy knows and learns and adapts to that. So she doesn't give you the kind of the generic version, you get the detailed version. How many people in your company have access to the web logs and the web data? Because the answer is only the web team, right? But how many marketers have access to that? Usually none, just the web team. And so the idea is exposing all of this content that could be used for making better decisions in the marketplace to everybody as we go. Uh, which country do they come from? Again, uh, similar web. If we click again, it's just... So what, what are alternate keywords for Tesla? Gives me the keywords, gives me the search volume and the cost per click. Again, I can just ask questions uh, and interactively, and each of these questions just takes a couple seconds to, to gain an answer. It's a little faster when we just click, but. Um, and then this is what, you know, what, what tweet of Tesla Motors uh, got the most likes and gives you all the tweets. And if you click through on any of these, you can get to the original document, you can get to the original system, you can, you can see what uh, the original tweet or in what context it's from. Uh, and then this one is uh, most popular Instagram uh, for Tesla. And again, we're also searching images, right? So we have a complete use of uh, images and, uh, and other components. And we're going to show that in a couple different ways. Um, so what's the latest news from the New York Times? Uh, we, do, we do a bit of, uh, when I say we don't search the internet, we use social media for a few different things, and I'm going to run into those right now. Uh, if we just click through these, uh, top searches related to Tesla, um, and then uh, what's the median household income in the U.S.? So U.S. Census data is in there, Pew Research is in there. All, again, what do I want to look for if I'm targeting, if I'm trying to find a market, if I'm trying to build a product for somebody specifically, I can get there. Um, so now, then we have this product or, or function called Brand Insights. So Lucy's reading a million to two million news articles every day looking for brands. And so if I do Brand Insights, the default is the, uh, the previous 10 days, but you can change the date range and look at that. And so here I have, uh, this is for Tesla. If I was doing it live, I would do Pepsi right now. And I would show you most recent history and then go back. And you can watch the negative and positive sentiment change. Um, and here it's uh, Tesla's 26% negative, 56% positive, click through. On the left, it shows me all of the sources, and I can drill down farther. Sources, percent positive, number of articles. I can click through and see each of the articles, and I could click out and read the article if I was interested. On the right, it tells me other terms that are in the same articles. I can click on one of those and get a correlation between the two and the positive and negative on the other term. A little bit of a hashtag analysis of uh, what people are talking about. and. Um, 
male female click we have regionality so i can see where these things are happening and then similarly the instagram component that is a quick overview of what you can do with the research component inside Lucy. Remember, we do three things, research, segmentation, and planning. Um, as we jump into segmentation, this is using uh, some of the, based on starting out with the personality insights that Ed showed earlier, but this is a practical application of it. So what I did is I executed a search for, um, actually, click, go back here, because uh, I'm looking for positive males uh, who talked about uh, Tesla in the uh, actually anywhere in the world so it could be it could be in any region or subregion um, what Lucy does is she goes out and finds 5,000 individuals who match that criteria so who have tweeted positively about Tesla in this case but it, we can use any data source where we have their writings uh, because they're tweets we they're kind of short so we go back four or 5,000 tweets on each one of those individuals. We then uh, build that personality profile that you saw. We've extended it in quite a, diff quite a few different ways, but we build a personality prototype, prototype for each of the 5,000 individuals, and then we um, aggregate those to get our segment, right? And that takes about eight minutes, eight minutes. I used to charge a quarter million dollars and six months at a minimum to do that, okay? So what we see here is um, the target segment. We also have uh, 12 archetypes inside there. This is all based on the union model. So there's 12 archetypes. It's showing three, the top three. I could extend it and see more. But in this case, 47% are the magician, 15% the sage, 12% uh, the rebel. So, uh, and, and so these are markets and segments that you could target and market differently to if you knew who was in them. We also uh, have uh, below that, we have things they're likely to do and unlikely to do. So you can start to get a feel for who they are. Uh, if we click, uh, this is showing likely and unlikely. And then we have the individuals. We can actually see the individuals and you can drill down uh, into them. So you could take something like that and you could say, hey, I want other like individuals. I could say something like that and say, you know what, we're gonna do different messaging for each of these groups. So why am I talking to everybody the same? Matter of fact, my guess is if you advertise, you're talking to your one, top one or two because those are the ones that test best because they're the biggest group. But what if there's an 8% segment that you're not even talking to? And we could just pick that up or pick up some percentage of it by, mess by finding them, you know, directing messages to them and, and, uh, and then converting them who probably are ignoring your messaging today. Uh, if we click through again, uh, similarly, we have image association with the group again, and we can, we can see that. Um, and then, so if we take that group that we just found, and you can do comparisons between different groups and your competitors and, and what, how to you know, find your space. But let's say I have a, a group and here uh, I'm, I, have, I have different things I can add to my media planning decision process. And so for some reason they only chose three, uh, but the three that are lit up, if I just clicked on more, I would have more in this decision process. I'd say, I wanna compare these. Go ahead. And what it does is give me 
And, and uh, if you notice the upper right, it says cable TV. So I'm looking in cable TV at this moment. If I popped it up, it would give me all the media options. In cable TV, there are it's showing 29 potential um, you know, uh, broadcast networks that w- we w- might make sense. It's elim- Lucy has eliminated three or four automatically. The rest are charted against the, the criteria we have. And then on the left, I've got kind of slide bars. I can do what if, what if scenario analysis and try to get to, hey, what really matters. And, and uh, turns out smart people do crazy things. The more criteria you have to make a decision, the fewer you use. So if you have one, you use one, right? That's pretty obvious. Two, you use two. Three, you may use three, you might use two. Five, you probably use two or one. Seven, you use one. Because your mind cannot handle seven in any way, shape, or form. And so unless there's something helping you do that and bringing all of those factors into your decision process, uh, something like this or, you know, other systems have done that in the past. I want to make it sound like uh, this could be used for media planning. It can be used, be used for merchandising. And this component ends up being very highly customized with, for those who are uh, deep in there. So that's a, it's right on time. It's hard to be that on time. So we want to open up for uh, some questions and conversation. sit down yes thank you very much it's mind-blowing information uh my biggest question is uh you started to call uh lucy she did you notice that i that's a intentional thing okay uh, that was a decision okay uh where are we with this seamless uh connection with with watson or with lucy We are starting to rely every, or we are going to start to rely every decision on it, or the tool per se is going to be held only for marketers, or what's going to happen to the individuals. Where do you see ourselves in two years? Because it's a great, great tool, yeah. and everyone, everyone's going to have, uh, want to have their hands on it. Yeah, yeah I. I've all, I grew up in the analytics world, and I always believed you can't take the analyst out of the analytics. You just can't do that. As, as sophisticated as the analytics is, you still need that human analyst to do the translation of the insight, right? I feel the same way about Watson and, and Lucy. It's, it's to augment our intelligence. It's to help us get to a decision point faster. It's an assistant. It's not a replacement. And uh, I think I go back to the green space on that curve, which is we need to figure out how to fill in that green space and how to match up with the pace and the rate of change of technology. And these types of solutions help us do that. Yeah. If I, I could add just one thought, which is if your job is just to go find the information and put it in the PowerPoint, you should be worried. If your job is to think about what what we're supposed to do with the content and interact with it and ask more questions because of it, this is the ultimate tool to give you access to stuff you didn't know existed inside your corporation. You know, we can put every PowerPoint slide ever created in the company in here, and then you can say, how many candy bars uh, did we sell in Poland last year? And the slide comes up. You know, the knowledge that you already have in your corporation and then and the ability to use it 
just becomes incredible. So decisions are better, decisions are faster, um, and capabilities extend. But again, if your job is just to find information for somebody, the somebody can do it without you. Thanks very much. Uh, you talked a lot about uh, Lucy leveraging data that's already in your company. Uh, and I wonder, can Lucy either learn or be told, you know, particularly for companies that may work in multiple jurisdictions, may work in the EU, can it be told certain data can be processed in certain ways and not others, or not to go look at certain types of data? Uh, so, great question. Um, the answer is we segment every data down to the every data piece available down to the person and rules based, and not just for laws, which happen to be pretty darn relevant, but also because, uh, like, if you're an agency, you might work on. I'm a person who works on three different accounts. So, if I was live, I would actually have to change accounts, and that's the only way I could see a different account data. And so basically both roles, individuals, and we, we have to support the licensing that you have for the data that you're buying. So if you just have a one user license, that doesn't mean Lucy then gives everybody access to all the data. Uh, we, you know, it's the license that you're buying from Kantar, what comes with it. The license that you're buying from Similar Web, what comes with it. You know, those types of things. So we we have to do all of that and more. Uh, but uh, the, and the legal side is a is a big component, and you know, personal information. Um, we're actually not touching personal information. I know I showed you personal information, but it's actually public information because you put it, you tweeted it. Therefore, it's not personal. So, um, specifically, Lucy, I guess, and Watson, so you talked about, um, you, you put the data in, right? So, as an organization, as a marketer, I put data into Lucy, so it's charts, it's graphs, it's PDFs, it's all this stuff, right? Is there, um, is there any type of, is there any type of uh, integration that, that would um, gather and, and analyze data of the market T? Currently, like if like user-generated data, social data, like all these types of things, is there anything like that in the works with Lucy specifically or with Watson? Yeah, well, I can answer for both because we're constantly scouring data sources and uses and and uh, different data repositories. The um, inside Lucy, some of that already exists. So uh, all all of social media is already inside uh, every Lucy um, as a you know a potential data source and can and can be used or leveraged. Um, data that's collected, again, the companies are already buying what you're saying. So they're, they're buying market research. They, they buy it from Ipsos. They buy it from Nielsen. They buy it from different um, you know, research organizations. Uh, all of that is fed in, again, based on their, you know, the license that exists. So we have, uh, you know, 
don't know, approaching a hundred different data sources that other people have chosen to put in Lucy, and then, uh, but it's not it's not an active process. Also, of you know, there's an active process of setting up how Lucy absorbs information, but it's a passive process. It just happens. So as new content's created, as new you know as new surveys or studies or or data is added, that just happens uh, nightly, weekly, monthly, depending on how the data source happens. Yeah, well, one of the things when we started the partnership, we were most interested in is the pre-built connectors to a lot of these relevant marketing data sources that Equals 3 had built. Extremely valuable. So it's just another accelerator, right, to get to the point of insight faster. No? Okay. You guys want to wrap it up and bring it home? <laughs> I don't know. You want to bring it? Thank you guys very much. Great questions. Enjoyed the session. Thank you. Yeah, we encourage you to check out. You know, Watson has lots of videos, lots of experience things you can do. And, and if you go to uh, equals3.ai, Lucy's, uh, it's a great, it's an opportunity. The AMA, I think, is live on their website with uh, a Lucy instance going against their data. And they're just great experiences to, to have. Didn't Lucy just win some awards? Yeah, yes, Lucy is award-winning. Um, uh, AdAge has the Creativity Awards. So they award the top agencies. And uh, uh, and last week we were in New York, and Lucy won for the basically the hottest new technology in advertising, um, ad tech, marketing tech, and fi financial technology. I don't know <laughs> that was the category. Uh, yeah, and uh, and. I I was able to accept it on her behalf. She was unable to make it. Um, uh, we have we have yet to actually put her embodied in a body uh, yet. And uh, and actually, our CTO also won one of the top 25 uh, technologists um, uh, in in Martech from AdAge on Monday. On Wednesday, we won the award. I was I was really disappointed was on week. Friday. It was a really good week for you. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And Ed, I know there's a lot of content on IBM's blog about Watson. So what, what's the website? Well, just just go to Watson.com and you'll Watson find it. Or you can go to IBM.com and link into Watson and it's all there. You can go out to uh, YouTube. There's a Watson channel on YouTube. That's my favorite, I think. Uh, and, and just sort by the most relevant stuff and you'll see the newest, latest, greatest out there. Let's have a hand for our panelists. Um, this uh, this session um, will be available on uh, Voice America's Facebook page. We streamed it live to there, so it'll be archived there. Also on voiceamerica.com um, audio and also podcast. So, um, Jeremy over here, if you give him your business card, we'll make sure you get all the links um, next week when we put all this together for all of today's sessions. And tomorrow we have another full day of great content. So come on back to the Advanced Advertising Pavilion here in the North Hall, NAB show 2017. Hurrah!